Luke 20, the authority of Jesus' question. One day, as he was teaching the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, they said. Who gave you this authority? He replied, I will ask you a question. John the Baptist, tell me, was it from heaven or from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, We don't know where it was from. Jesus said, Neither would I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. He went on to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated him shamefully and sent away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, May this never be. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this power against him, but they were afraid of the people. Amen and amen. Let's go ahead and pray, family. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for the mystery of your word, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that Jesus Christ has given us avenue and access to the heavens and to sanctification and the righteousness and the wisdom of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, that we are more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. Thank you for your word that is timely for this day. Amen. One of the things that stood out for me was the uh, Jesus looked directly at them, verse 17, and then and said, What is the meaning then? What is the meaning that which is written? The stone the builders rejected had come, become the capstone. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling me that the that the, they were wondering if he was the Messiah or not. And we're going through a lot of scriptures, just like this one is taken out of Psalms. They were wondering, and he was talking, in other translations, it said he was talking about them. That he was going to give the land to the Gentiles so they can offer him worship and good fruit. So let's take the time of look at that verse and other translations. I'm kind of 
anxious to see what the passion, the message, and other translations will say, the Good News Bible. Bear with me, please. Okay, I got the Amplified. Very interesting. The Amplified says, But Jesus looked at them and said, What then is this the meaning of this that is written? The very stone, capitalized, which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone, capitalized. Really, really interesting, huh? Um, let's keep going. Then the meaning of the text scripture, the stones that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The very rock which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. These are all on Bible Gateway listed as the, uh, it takes one individual scripture and gives you all the translations. It's just amazing. The stones that builders tossed aside is now the most important stone of all. C-E-V translation amen amen but right now the Holy Spirit just brought to my attention uh, the fact is about the crushing when it falls on someone I get this that one will crush you and the other one will will break you apart so you know life has its problems so the breaking apart would be the, the our choice and we still cry about being broken apart you know oh you know they won't listen to the things of God whatever okay let's see where that one's at wherever the stone I guess that's 18 everyone who falls on that stone will be broken is that interesting we throw ourselves willingly on the stone Everyone who falls on that stone, when we say yes to Jesus, will be broken to pieces. And what's going to come out? Nonsense is going to left up. Uh, denial is going to leave us. Sin is going to leave us. Stupidity is going to leave us. Demons are going to leave us. When we fall on that stone, we throw ourselves onto the stone, Jesus Christ. But he on whom it will fall will be crushed. No air, no mercy, no nothing. So, my question to us today, will we rather throw ourselves willingly on the stone and be broken to pieces or have the stone fall on us and crush? I guess that's the verse I was looking for. The Holy Spirit just reminded me. So, let's take a look at it. I couldn't find the Passion Translation in this or the message on the um, Bible Gateway. Maybe they didn't pay their dues. Huh? All right, here we go. Whoever stumbles over that stone shall be broken, and those on whom it falls will be crushed to dust. Okay, that's a little bit lighter, huh? Here's the King James. The King James says, Whoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's keep going, see. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken and shattered in pieces. It kind of reminds me, too, when the Holy Spirit was after me. Everything was being broken down. Everything was being taken away. I didn't have nothing to choose for that would work anymore 
my confidence didn't work, my faith, my love, nothing, nothing but a little bit of boost. Thanks to God, after I went to Alcoholic Anonymous, I was able to be still and listen and see that God was God. And after about nine months, I committed my life over to Jesus Christ. So I can say that I was busted to pieces and came to Jesus because I had asked for help years before, a couple of years before, or I had committed to Jesus when I was a teen, when I was 12, 11 years old. I used to get cornered by playing hooky and going fishing, and I would get cornered by the local uh, missionaries that were at Angeles Temple. I'd be fishing in Echo Park, and they'd get me there, tall, uh, olive-looking skin, black men, which is full of the Holy Spirit, and they would talk to me and get me smiling. And then I say, yes, yes. Do I get back to my fishing? I would say, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Bible is telling us to go to Isaiah on the crushing thing. 814, I believe. And it says, Isaiah 814. It says, it says, it says, and he will be a sanctuary both for both houses of Israel will be a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble, they will fall and be broken, they will be snared and captured. Amen. He will be a sanctuary but for the both of houses of Israel will be a stone that causes men to stumble and fall. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is telling us that when God is after us, they call him the hound of heaven, the Holy Spirit, capital H, of course, <laughs> seeking us. And verse 34, the other one on the, uh, if it crushes you, that's Daniel 2.34, and that's, while you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. But not by human hands. A rock called, isn't that amazing? It struck the statue on his feet of iron and clay and smashed them. So apparently his human works is going to turn around and crush the individual. You know, uh, worshiping statues or worshiping yourself you've been giving a life and denying the creator of that life so and it's going to crush you you're going to make mistakes and we see it all the time relying on self will crush us unless we say uncle uncle well thank you very much for coming on today's quick message i'm sure there's a lot more saying on that but since the holy spirit gives me quick insight in it let's recap one in the process of crushing can take a lot of years you know the prayer of god a lot of things didn't work i came to a point in the situation in my life where i couldn't turn to my left or the right i had no choice but to say yes to jesus i was cornered i hope that you don't have to be like that because the bible also says a person often reproved what was would suddenly be broken without remedy. So there's another good passage. I guess it was yesterday's Proverbs 
uh, 29, verse 1, right? We read that. So, thank God that I said yes to Jesus. When I said yes to Jesus, I, I had to accept him on the cross. I had to say, yes, Lord. That I know God wanted me to say yes to the cross, yes to the sacrifice at the cross. I had to imagine the cross. I had to see the sun in the cross. I had to see him shedding all his blood. And when I turned to Jesus, I said, yes, I knew that God wanted me to accept the, the actions that Jesus had done in the cross. And I said, I'm thinking, well, that happened 2,000 years ago. How can that possibly affect me today? But, you know, is truth in the air? Is truth in the atmosphere? As soon as I imagine it and I say, yes, it becomes my truth. The blood cleanses me. The sacrifice for my sins is accepted. And there's, it's the big interchange, folks. <clears throat> That's the way the Creator has ordained it, that we continue to live in a beautiful, wonderful existence of here and the hereafter, folks. <clears throat> Remember um, Proverbs 29, if the Holy Spirit's after you, a man who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Ooh, you want to be that person? And that tells us to go to Second uh, Chronicles 36.16 and Proverbs 6.15. Let's just take a look at those two and we'll be done. You know, these are the stubborn people that won't that keep in, staying in denial. Zechariah 36.16. No, excuse me, Second Chronicles. <laughs> okay, there's Second Chronicles. I'm getting good at this, huh? Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging in there with me and studying the scriptures at my pace. I know I've been told I'm not the sharpest person in the uh, in the cupboard, but I tell them I sure can cut deep. <laughs> it's a dumb joke. Here we go. 36.16 of Chronicles, and that says, that says, but they mock God's messengers despite his words and scoff at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people and there was no mercy. See, the people who are mocking, we were pushing up against mercy. They spent all the mercy there was. Amen. A good scripture. And the last scripture we're looking up is Proverbs 6.15. And I bet a bunch of you guys can know that, Proverbs 6.15. Thank you so much for sharpening the axe with me today. Our last verse for today is, Therefore disaster will overtake him in an instant, and he will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Amen. Those of you that are Never mind. I'd just like to ask you, it's no big deal. Just say, Uncle. Yes, Lord. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I say yes. I put on Jesus. Jesus will be able to whip my alcohol problem, my pornographic problem, my cheating problem. Jesus will be able to whip the devil if I put on Jesus in this format. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his count and give you peace and establish you in every wish way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.